try to keep some distance between myself and the other car. But what happens is that when you do that, cars just kind of come in and just come right in front of you, right? And so there were cars uh, in front of me, behind me, and LA traffic, there's seven lanes of traffic going both directions. And this is happening in every single lane. And so we are packed like sardines, hurtling down the freeway at 70, 80 miles an hour. So as you can imagine, we're just flying. And then all of a sudden, something happened up ahead. There was, I don't even know, an accident, a slowdown, something happened. And so everyone was slamming on their brakes, and I could see that I was going to get into a car accident. And so I slammed my brakes down really hard. And as I slammed the brakes down, the back of the car started to turn out. It's called fishtailing. The back started to turn out to the right. And so you have to turn in to compensate for that. And so when I did that, it started fishtailing to the left. And the car started going to the right and to the left into both lanes on both sides, back and forth and back and forth until I could finally get control of the vehicle. And when we finally slowed down, my friend and I looked at each other for half a second, and then we erupted in praise. Thank you, God! Thank you, Jesus! Oh, because it was like he had sent an angel to save us. Because just half a second ago, there were cars left and right, front and behind me, right? And so there was, there was no way I did not hit a single vehicle, right? And so it was a miracle. God had delivered me from death. I mean, not even death. I wasn't even injured, and there wasn't even a scratch on the car. So praise God, you know, praise God. <clears throat> and I think of all the miracles that happen throughout history in the Bible, right? Um, and one that comes to mind is the story of the Israelites and the Red Sea. And you'll remember this because it's a famous story. Um, the Israelites are God's chosen people. They are enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years. God finally calls Moses to deliver his people from slavery. And so as they're leaving Egypt, um, Pharaoh changes his mind. And he starts chasing the Israelites with all of his armies and all of his chariots. And he has them cornered at the Red Sea. And, uh, and at the Red Sea, God does this amazing miracle. He starts to part the waters of the Red Sea. And all of God's people cross over to the other side. And then as the Egyptian army follows them, God releases the water back. And it completely drowns every single Egyptian. Um, and I think you have to see this picture on the screen. And this is a picture of the Red Sea and where uh, the Israelites crossed. And so this gives you a sense of the enormity of this miracle because in order for them to cross the Red Sea, they would have to descend 2,500 feet below sea level and then back up. And they would have to cross over 10 miles long, right? So that gives you a sense for how huge this miracle was, how the entire people of God could cross the waters, and why all of the Egyptians were drowned, because this wasn't just a creek or a river, this was the Red Sea, right? And so that gives you a sense of the enormity, right? And I am sure that 
you all might have your own stories of miracles in your life. And you do. I want to hear them because I love miracle stories. Um, and if not you, maybe a family or friend member. And if not even that, I'm sure there's just ways in which God has shown his goodness to each of you in big and small ways. And so that's why this weekend, being that it's Thanksgiving, I want to talk about living a life of praise and thanksgiving to God, especially for all the things that he's done for us in our past. And I just feel like it's such a confirmation, right, because it seems like over the past couple weeks, you know, I started thinking about this sermon about a month ago, and I thought, okay, well, it's Thanksgiving. I really feel like God is saying you should preach about um, Thanksgiving. And, uh, and as I was doing that, every single week, there were, um, at least in the first service, I'm not sure about the second service, but it just seemed like the theme of praise and thanksgiving kept coming up over and over again. And so, to me, it's such a confirmation that in this season, God has something for us about wanting to press into him with our praise and our thanksgiving to him. Um, now, unfortunately, you know, you'd think that being delivered from death and receiving all these miracles in my life time and time again over the years, that when times are tough, when uh, whatever the world has to throw at me, that I would be able to handle it, right? But unfortunately, <laughs> the, the reality is, is that um, I am so prone to forgetting God's goodness for me in my life, right? And I like to call it spiritual amnesia, <laughs> right? You just have this momentary lapse of forgetfulness. Oh, did God do something for me? I forget, right? We have spiritual amnesia. And even in the Israelite stories, um, you know, God delivered them at the Red Sea. I didn't even go into all the plagues and the Passover and what convinced Pharaoh to let his people go. But they, um, they crossed over the Red Sea. And you think after that amazing miracle that they would be filled with praise and thanksgiving and that no matter what happened, right, they would just have faith that God would be there for them, right? But what happens? Well, soon afterwards, oh, <laughs> I love that. What happens? Yes, that's right. Good job. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> There is this whole pattern in the Israelites' story where uh, time and time again, instead of praising and thanking God and having faith, they complain and, and grumble. And it, one translation I love, it says murmur. They murmur. You know, murmuring is even, sounds even worse than grumbling, right? Because you're... Right? They murmur. And so... Soon after the Red Sea, they run out of water. And what do they do? They start complaining. So God miraculously sends them water. Then what happens? They run out of food. So God sends them manna from heaven. Bread just magically appears. But they say, too many carbs, too many carbs. We need meat. <laughs> we need protein, right? <laughs> so God sends them quail. Quail just start running around. I guess quail are very tasty, you know. So, ah, you know. <laughs> so... God sends them meat. And then they get to Mount Sinai. And what happens? Moses goes up to the mountain, right? He's talking with God. God's giving him the Ten Commandments. But he's gone for 40 days and 40 nights. And while he's gone, the Israelites, they start getting worried and anxious. Like, what's going on? Where's Moses? 
And so, do they praise God? Do they thank God? Do they have faith? No! They actually build a gold calf, and they start worshiping this idol, hoping that this idol will deliver them because Moses is God, and they don't have the patience or the faith that God's going to come through to them. And then they get to the promised land. But there's big people, there's giants in the promised land, right? And so instead of praising God and thanking God and trusting that God's going to deliver them in the promised land because God promised that land to them, they complain, they grumble, and they don't want to go. And then that's when they wander the desert for 40 years, right? Because that's God's punishment for them, right? And so, you know, it's easy to judge, I think, the Israelites. <laughs> you know, we read that story, you go, oh, they're so stupid. You know, they, they forget everything, right? But <laughs> I see that same pattern in my own life. So I want to tell you the story. Um, many of you know that I work for a private Christian school called Boston Training Academy. Fantastic school. It's amazing. And one of the things that I've been uh, in charge of, uh, I've been helping to plan... <clears throat> fundraise, oversee the completion of this brand new gym, and we completely did the front landscaping of the school. So it is beautiful, and we've got this beautiful gym, and it has taken over 10 years, and we've had to raise $8 million for this project. And so uh, we're so close to finishing. In the next month or so, we'll be done with this project, and I'm so excited. But the journey to this point, yes, and Abby, me, and Evan are like, yay! <laughs> the journey to this point has actually been really long and arduous. It took several years of planning, <clears throat> figuring out what do we want to do, <clears throat> what can we focus on, what can we afford. It took like two years to raise all the money. It took three years or so just to get through all of the neighborhood approval process, the zoning permits, <clears throat> and then we hit the pandemic. And it took about over a year just to get the building department to review our plans and give us the building permit to start construction. And then we started construction. And have you guys heard of all these supply chain issues, right? <clears throat> well, all the supply chain issues, labor shortages, I mean, we were supposed to be done with this back in the spring. And then it got delayed to the summer. And here we are, it's almost December, and we're still going, right? And so um, it has been such a long process, 10 years, over 10 years of my life. But we're so close. Um, you know, we, we actually started a volleyball team because we thought we'd have a new gym. But alas, they had to play at the local YMCA. And now we've got the basketball team and they're the, the boys and the girls team. And they're so excited to use this gym. And so they're so eager to see this gym. And we're so close. And as we're coming to the end, all we have to do now is so we have to get the building department, all the different inspectors that come in to take a look at the work and give us all the permits uh, that we need to say, yes, you've done it fine, you, you did it according to plan, it's safe, here's your permit, and they give you what's called a certificate of occupancy. That means that you can use the gym and you're good to go. And so we've got all these different uh, inspectors that have come in, and it was July, and we had called the plumbing inspector. And the plumbing inspector came by and he took a look at our heating and air conditioning unit. We call this HVAC, heating, ventilation, air conditioning. So it was our HVAC unit. So he took a look at that. And for a variety of reasons, we didn't install it in a typical fashion. But we are 150% uh, confident that it is safe, there's nothing wrong with it, and it's good to go. 
but because it was sort of installed atypically, um, he said, well, I'm a little concerned. Can you send me some more information? So the engineers sent him all the information, and then radio silence, nothing. And we called him and emailed him every single week, and nothing. So weeks go by, and at this point, it's September, and we're calling and emailing him literally every single day, <clears throat> you know, and he is just ignoring us, nothing. And so we're starting to get really nervous because if he doesn't come and give us his permit, there's a whole domino effect of all the other permits that you can't get and everything else. And so I'm starting to get really anxious because I've got a lot of pressure, the trustees, parents, you know, students, faculty, everyone is just clamoring for this gym to be finished. And I'm getting so nervous and anxious that I go, okay, I am a super faithful spiritual person. And so I'm going to do what every good Christian is going to do. And I'm going to call upon the name of my savior. So that's right. I called my city counselor and, <laughs> and I said, hey, can you pop your head into uh, the building department to see what's going on? And the, uh, it was one of the staffers. He emails the, um, uh, the, the, the plumbing inspector and says, hey, could you please get back to the school? They just haven't heard from you. So the very next day, he contacts us, and guess what he says? He says, I didn't appreciate the fact that you called the city councilor. <clears throat> so I'm going to just reject your permit outright. <clears throat> I don't even care. You can deal with that. And, um, and he said, if you want, you can appeal it, but you got to go to the state plumbing board to appeal it. <clears throat> and so a couple weeks later, we go to the state plumbing board, and they say, yeah, I can see why this why he rejected, because, you know, it's not installed atypically. I mean, it's not installed typically. And so we're going to reject it as well. We're going to reject your appeal. And if you want, really, because you've done it atypically, you've got to come in for a variance, which seems reasonable, right? You, you, you apply for a variance because you didn't do it in the typical fashion, except it is really hard to get a, a variance. So we just saw the, the variance appeal, you know, earlier, and it was like, reject, 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 reject. And they basically kind of told us, unless you sort of just install it typically, then, you know, you're, the chances of getting a variance are pretty slim, right? And so, I mean, we're thinking, well, you could have told us that before we started the construction, <laughs> and now that the construction is almost complete, I mean, for us to tear that out, I mean, it could take months or hundreds of thousands of dollars to just do it differently at this point. It's too late at this point, right? And so we are feeling really desperate. And it just felt like at that moment in time, just 10 years of my life, $8 million flushed down the toilet, right? That's how it felt. And I was so stressed out and anxious that, and Deidre can attest to that, I, I couldn't sleep at all. I was taking sleep, and usually I you know, I, I'm a very good sleeper. I was taking sleeping pills each night just to sleep, and I was, I was a wreck. But it was during this little crisis that I was doing a devotional, and God um, brought to mind this verse, which changed everything for me, and I'd love to share it with you. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I want to read the Amplified Version because I love it. <clears throat> Rejoice always and delight in your faith. I love that. Delight in your faith because 
it's really our faith, right, that gives us the spiritual eyes to see when our earthly eyes can't see that God is in it and God's with us, right, our spiritual eyes. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer because we know from James 5.16 that the prayers of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Amen? And in every situation, no matter the circumstances, be thankful and continually give. In other words, direct our thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. That is God's will for us. Now, I remember my 20s. Maybe some of you are in your 20s, right? Anyone in their 20s? Anyone remember their 20s? <laughs> Anyone looking forward to your 20s? So when you're in your 20s, this is what you have to look forward to. A lot of angst. <clears throat> what am I going to do with my life? <clears throat> what job should I, should, I, should I take? What's my career? Who am I going to marry? Who am I going to date? <clears throat> should I date this person? Now I'm dating this person. Is this the person the right person? Maybe I shouldn't be dating this person. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ever going to get married, right? You spend all of your 20s obsessing over all the things. You spend all of your 20s in your small group praying about these things, talking to your friends about these things, right? And the reality is, is that God oftentimes doesn't answer those questions. We're left trying to figure out, what is God's will for my life? Well, amongst all that angst, God has told us what his will is for our lives, right? It is this, to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks to God, right? Amen? Now, it is easy to thank God when times are good, though, right? It is hard to give thanks to God when things aren't going well, right? But if you take a look at this verse, there's one word in this verse that actually changes everything. It doesn't say, be thankful for all circumstances. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. That's right. That one word makes a huge difference. Because if you're going through a difficult time, if something tragic happens, if evil befalls you, God's not asking you to be thankful for that circumstance, right? If you find out that you or maybe a loved one has a life-threatening illness, you don't have to be thankful for that. You can be angry. You can be sad. You know, God is angry. And he is sad. He is weeping that sin and a broken, fallen world have affected you so badly, right? God is mourning with you and for you. And so we don't have to be, um, we don't have to pretend that we're not happy, right? But what God wants us to do is he wants us to bring it to him. And in the midst of whatever we're going through, we have to praise and thank God. So this idea of thanking God in all circumstances is very powerful. And I want to break down the three dimensions. I call it 3D gratitude. We're going to break down the three dimensions of gratitude that will change your life. So when we praise and give thanks to God, we connect with God on three dimensions. Our past, our present, and our future, right? So uh, praising and thanking God does this. One, it helps us to remember God's past goodness. Two, it brings us peace as we praise God in the present. And three, it realigns our perspective with God's perspective for the future, right? Past, present, and future. So let's talk about each of those. So 1D, gratitude 1D, remembering God's past goodness. 
Gratitude, gratitude helps us remember what God has done for us. <clears throat> James 1.17 says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. Amen? In the midst of my pain and struggles, when I praise God in the midst of my circumstances, it activates my memory. I can recall in praising and thanking God all of the ways that God has delivered me. I can remember in the way that God delivered me from death on that freeway. I can remember that even if I didn't know what God's will was for my life, how he ordered my steps. And I came to Boston. I went to Harvard University. I met Deidre, the love of my life, thank you. <laughs> we have two awesome kids, Evan and Mia, right? He ordered my steps. I have a calling now, I have a career, right? I can remember all the ways that God blessed me in my life. You know, for the Israelites, when they were stuck without food or water or whatever, they couldn't um, praise and thank God. And because of that, they had spiritual amnesia, right? And when I didn't hear back from that plumbing inspector, and it seemed like that was my 40 days and 40 nights, right? Um, I had spiritual amnesia, right? I didn't praise and thank God. I didn't press into God. I didn't have faith in that moment. In fact, I built my own idol, and I called that city counselor, right? And so I had spiritual amnesia. And if I had taken the time to direct my praise and thanksgiving to God, I know that at a minimum, I would recall God's provision for me and for our school, because if you remember my last sermon, you know, I was talking a little bit about how God delivered our school from, from the neighbors, right? <laughs> I would have been in a better mindset, I think, right? To listen to what God was going to tell me. And maybe God would say, call that city counselor, right? It's possible. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe something else would have I don't know. But I do know that what would have happened is that I would have just been able to connect with God, right? I would have been more centered, and then I would be able to enter into the second dimension of gratitude, which is this. Gratitude 2D. Praise him in the middle. Praise him in the middle. How many of you guys were at first service when Kia said, praise him in the middle, <laughs> right? So if you weren't at first service about three weeks ago, Kia was leading worship, and the Holy Spirit downloaded this message to her. And she said something that just erupted the whole entire service into praise and worship. In fact, we were praising and worshiping God the whole entire time. Bishop couldn't even give a, ser a sermon. <laughs> but he didn't need to, right? Because Kia gave the sermon. And this is what Kia said. She said, it's easy to praise God when, uh, for our past, all the good things he's done for our past, it is really hard to praise God when you're going through something tough. But we have to remember that God is not only the alpha, right? He's been there at the beginning, but he's also the omega. He's been there at the end. And he has written the ending, and he is victorious. Amen? <clears throat> Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is the Alpha and the Omega, 
So we can praise him for what he's done. We can praise him for what he will do. And Kia said, don't forget to praise him in the middle, right? So that's what praise him in the middle means. So if you're going through a tough time now, bring it to God, right? God, what I'm going through is really difficult. This is not good. But God, you are good. And I bring it to you because you say your burden is light. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are my healer. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are my peace, right? Amen. Let's give it to God. Praise God. I thank you because not only what you have done in our past, but what you'll do in the future. I thank you for not only what you do, but who you are, because you are a good God. And when we praise them in the middle, that gives us the strength and the peace and the hope we need to get, we need to get through whatever we're going through, right? Philippians 4, 6-7, Paul says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, any circumstance, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So as children of God, we don't have to be crippled by anxiety and stress. But the only way to do that is to bring it to God. So in every situation, just like it says in 1 Thessalonians, Philippians 4, we need to bring our worries to God in prayer. We need to ask him to be our deliverer. And we need to praise and thank God. And only then will God's peace flood our hearts and our minds, right? A peace that transcends all understanding. Amen? You know, there is a lot of research that has been done in gratitude, you know, and research has shown that gratitude is actually one of the best, healthiest emotions, right? People who practice gratitude, it's been shown, are more resilient to stress, less likely to get sick, increases your happiness, increases your satisfaction with your life, and it gives you a deeper sense of meaning. Hey, isn't that great, right? And that's probably why some of the happiest people I know are also some of the most grateful people I know, right? And maybe that rings true for you in your life as well. Research has also shown that when we focus on things that make us worried or sad or even just annoyed, right, what it does is it's actually creating neural pathways. And what I mean by that is that our brain is actually getting rewired so that we then expect bad things to happen. And when bad things happen, we go into a really dark space of anger or sadness or depression, right? But when we actually practice gratitude, it's actually creating different neural pathways. It's rewiring our brain, right? And so it is rewiring our brain towards more gratitude, towards peace, towards happiness, towards joy, right? Isn't that amazing? And you know what all this research is telling us? All this research is telling us is that all the scriptures are right. (laughs) What scriptures have been telling us for thousands of years, research is now finally catching up (laughs) and saying, oh yeah, those scriptures, that's right. So here's what I did. In the midst of my stress and anxiety, I came across those two scriptures, and I was encouraged to praise and thank God. So... I called, we have a a group at our school called our Parents in Prayer, and every single week, they pray for the school, they pray for every student in the school, it's awesome. And 
I had sort of been telling them what was going on generally. I was thinking, you have the delays, play, please pray for the delays. <clears throat> but I said, you know, I've never prayed with you. And so uh, we got together. It was a Tuesday. And I got that oil that Bishop gave us. Thank you, Bishop. <clears throat> and I anointed that frame of the doorway of the gym. <clears throat> and then we started just doing spiritual warfare. We were praying, praise, thanksgiving. We were praying psalms. We were just doing spiritual warfare. At one point, the, the site supervisor, he, was, he, he wanted to get into the gym, and he was standing outside, and he was looking at us going, you do you, you do you. <laughs> but you know, that was a witness because, let me tell you what happened. <clears throat> well, not yet. <laughs> but what did happen was that night, I just felt like the peace and love of God just filled me. And I was able to sleep for the first time. And I've slept fine ever since that prayer session, right? <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> and once we receive that peace, then we're ready to embrace the third dimension of gratitude. <clears throat> All right. Uh, realigning our future perspective with God's perspective. So when we express gratitude to God, especially in the midst of difficult circumstances, it is an act of worship. It is an act of worship that says, I trust in you, God, you've got this, and you're working in my suffering because everything has a purpose. <clears throat> Even suffering has purpose, right? <clears throat> Romans 8.28 says this, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So when we make a choice, and it is a choice to praise and thank God in all circumstances, it connects us with the creator of the universe, right? It helps us to put everything in perspective. Now, not only can we now rest in God's love, but we can also rest in his peace, knowing that he's walking alongside us, right? He's got it covered. He's the ultimate deliverer and judge, no matter what happens on earth, right? Amen? And so... Now I'm going to tell you what happened. That was a Tuesday. Two days later, Thursday, we had called the building commissioner. <clears throat> and the building commissioner, he's the head honcho over the building department, all the different inspectors. <clears throat> and we said, hey, we'd love for you to come by our school. We'd love to introduce you to the school because we think when you're here, <clears throat> you'll get a sense for how, um, how important this gym is to our students. <clears throat> and we'd love to ask you for help. And surprisingly, he said yes. And he showed up. And our, we, we had some of the students give him a tour, and then we sat down, and it was like a God moment. And the building inspector said, I love your school. <clears throat> um, he said, I know your school. A couple of years ago, I applied here for my own kids. <clears throat> and for a variety of reasons, we didn't come. And then our director of mission came in and, and you know, kind of hassled him for that. <laughs> but when we were here, we noticed that there is something really amazing and special going on here. And after getting that tour from your students, it affirmed that something special is happening here. This is an amazing school, and I want to do whatever I can to help you. Now, yeah. <laughs> He couldn't, um, he couldn't overturn the plumbing inspector because there's all these union rules. 
but he said, I'll do whatever I can to help you get that variance to the state level. <clears throat> and then he did something which I think is a miracle. Uh, you know, because we couldn't get the HVAC, what we were trying to do is we were trying to get what's called a temporary certificate of occupancy. <clears throat> and so we're trying to say like, okay, we'll disconnect the HVAC unit. We've got all the other permits. <clears throat> can we just use the gym as long as that thing is shut down? <clears throat> and in theory, that would be great. But the problem is that you need the plumbing inspector to come and give you those temporary permits <clears throat> in order for you to get that temporary CFO. And he was not returning any of our calls. <clears throat> and so we asked the commissioner, we said, hey, is it possible to get our temporary CFO? And he said, sure, I don't see why not. <clears throat> What's holding you up? The plumbing inspector <laughs> <clears throat> pulls out the phone. <clears throat> Hi, can you get down here within the hour? Great, I want you to come down here and I want you to give them their, their temporary permit so they can get their temporary CFO. Hang on. <laughs> within the hour, he came down, inspected everything, and now within the next couple of weeks, we should have our temporary CFO. Hopefully, so. <clears throat> now. The story's not over yet, right? We still have to get our state variant, so we could definitely be praying for that. <clears throat> but it was a, a reminder to me of our need to praise and thank God and to realign our perspective with God's perspective, right? And in doing so, when I do that, when I praise and thank God, then I can remember all the ways that God has come through for me in the past. I can experience peace in the midst of whatever I'm going through, and I can realign my perspective with God's perspective, right? Because he is the alpha and the omega, right? He is the beginning and the end, and he is there with me no matter what happens. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for all the good gifts you give us. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. We praise you, God for everything that you've done for us in our past. We praise you today in the middle, no matter the circumstances, and we praise you that you are working everything out for the good of those who love you according to your purposes. For you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You are Jehovah Rapha, our healer. You are Jehovah Shalom, our peace. Bless us this Thanksgiving. Bless us as we enter into the Advent season. Bless us, God, as we remember the birth of your son. We are so thankful for your son. And we just praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Lord. If you needed to hear that, why don't you just stand right? If you, if you needed to hear that, 
Give God a standing ovation if you needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated just for a moment. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you've never given your life to Jesus, the greatest opportunity for you to thank God is to thank him for sending his son, Jesus, who has the ability to rectify your past, bless you in the present, and align you with his future. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you've never received Jesus into your life, into your heart, he is willing to come into your life right now and make a difference as you begin to prepare yourself to enter into 2023, a new year, a new age, a new season for you. He wants to do life with you. But he's unable to do that without your invitation. So as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you never received Jesus as your Savior, you've never asked him to come into your life, or you did it, but you wanted a way, but you're coming back to the Lord. We want the opportunity to pray for you. We're not going to ask you to stand or anything. But if you could slip up your hand to say, or basically as a sign saying, I, I need Jesus in my life. Could you do that before we close? We want to make sure we don't miss anybody. If you're online, we want to make sure that we don't miss you. Slip up your hand and make sure that we have everybody. Amen. Well, let's 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 pray this prayer just in case somebody's online or somebody in the future goes to this recording. Repeat after me. Dear Lord, I come ask you to come into my heart. Save me from my sin. Save me from myself. Make me a child of God. I believe, Lord, Jesus, that you died for me and you rose again so that I could become a child of God. So, Jesus, thank you for hearing my prayer. And right now I know I'm a child of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use you again. And you have no idea how prophetic that message was and is. And the reason why it's so prophetic, uh, let's all stand because I want to bless you. Haven't heard that song in a long time. It's a nice song. On, 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 on a Friday night, surprised that so many people were out, but my promise to God is just to have us as people gather on Friday nights from 8 to 10 at PT North and just wait before the Lord and say, God, whatever you want to do, we're going to test out what you will do between the end of September, beginning of September we started and we said we'll go to the middle of December to see what do you, what would you do and the Lord downloaded, and this is so awesome, Danny, 
the Lord downloaded into my heart and he said, Brian, I want Pentecostal Tabernacle, the people who attend this church, that from for the month of December, I want them to praise me. I want them to thank me. I want them to list every day at least one thing that they're thankful for. And so when you came, we didn't talk. I didn't know what you were going to preach on. So that is the order of the month. We're going to end the month praising God, thanking him every day. I don't know what it's going to do, but I know if God said, end the year giving me thanks and praise, I have to believe that God is about to show off. And I want to be a part of the show. Raise your hand. When God shows off, you want to be a part of the show. Praise the Lord. So put out your hands, please. Those of you who are first-time guests, we don't close with a benediction or a prayer, we close with a blessing. And as Danny quoted the scripture in James chapter 1 verse 17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above and that's why we open our hands because we're expecting his gift. And this, this blessing is based on Numbers chapter 6 verse 24 to 26. And so here's the blessing that I want to give to you that commanded of the Lord. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord look after you, shield you, defend you, and take care of you this week, just like he took care of Daniel, Danny and his friend on the highway. May the Lord make his face to shine, grin, and beam, and show his pleasure on you. May the Lord be gracious, kind-hearted, and pleasant, and compassionate to you. May the Lord show you his favor that will promote you, appreciate you, support you, just like that inspector supported the school and side with you as you side with him and finally so that you can get some good sleep let the Lord be may the Lord be your shalom your peace your rest your harmony your calmness your composure your prosperity and your success and this week may the Lord remove anything that causes agitation or discord with his divine purpose and destiny for your life I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with a 3D praise and everybody say, I received that blessing. God bless you and have a wonderful remainder of the new week. Hey, family. Thank you so much for joining us for today's service. Special thanks to those of you who continue to generously support the work of this ministry. We are so grateful for you and it's because of you that we can be a blessing to this community. If you enjoyed the service today, please like, share with your friends and family, and subscribe to our channel so that you can get a notification whenever our services go live. We also invite you to follow us on social media at PT Cambridge in order to stay connected to this ministry. Hey, we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for watching and God bless you.